Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Hey everybody, welcome in. It is the Utopia Football Podcast. If I look tired, it's because I'm tired from my head going back and forth watching the ball go up and down the field today in the second half of the game here at NRG Stadium. Uh, And if I look like I'm super happy, it's because the Texans were able to win a game that we don't normally see them win. Uh, A game where the quarterback comes up with a huge drive at the end of the game and makes a massive, massive statement. We're going to talk about all that and break it all down. This evening on the podcast, the Utopia Football Podcast, I'm Sean Pendergast, one half of Payne and Pendergast Sports Radio 610, joined as always by my good friend, the Hall of Famer, and our senior columnist at SportsRadio610.com, John McClain. John, 39-37, the final score of this game, and my lead into the postgame today was that, uh, I mean, obviously there's a lot of little things in this game that we can parse out, and we will, good and bad, but obviously the good is that they, not only they win this game, but in the big picture, John, we already knew C.J. Stroud was a pretty good quarterback, but this was one of those games today where, okay, you realize in the NFL, chances are you have to have one of those dudes that can do what C.J. did today if you're going to win a Super Bowl someday or make deep runs into the postseason. And I thought today, in a season where he was already the favorite to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud made a massive, massive statement, and that statement is Houston Texan fans have found their quarterback. I think we already knew that, of course. A lot of people around the country – talked about how he'd really fallen off the last three games, and he had. He goes from his worst game, 140 yards at Carolina, to the third-best game in team history, best game in NFL history for a rookie, and no interceptions. That's something else. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. But the hero of this game, with a three contributing three points in a two-point victory as uh, D'Amico Collins tore the game, Dari Gumbawale, he wouldn't even have been in, a ga- in the game if Damian Pierce hadn't been hurt. So 
fate with Damian Pierce's ankle injury. Act got uh, Dari Gumbawale active in the fact that they couldn't run the ball worth a damn again. And the fact they didn't have Kaimi Fairbairn in the second half makes this improbable victory even more delicious for fans, media, everybody around the team, and should them give them a lot of confidence. They've already won four games. Their next one would give them the most since 2019. Yep. Yeah, they've won four games. They're four and four. Such a difference between four and four and three and five. I've been saying that all week. I mean, that's basic math makes that obvious. But I think just knowing what the game is coming up next week in Cincinnati, a game that John has guaranteed a Texans loss for on this podcast several times in in the last several weeks. Yeah, and John, obviously, when I say Houston Texan fans, you have your quarterback. They knew that. He's going to be the quarterback of this team, even if he struggles the rest of this year. Like, he's the guy. he's, He's really, really good. I, you know, I think the thing today that we found out was, okay, you've got one of those guys that pe- the team say you left too much time on the clock for that guy. It's been a long time. Well, I say a long time. I mean, Deshaun Watson was one of those guys. There were multiple games in Deshaun Watson's good years here that he walked off the field with a lead that he gave the team in the last couple of minutes, and then the defense would blow the lead. CJ did the smart thing. He waited till there was only six seconds left to score the game-winning touchdown, and, and, and uh, Tampa Bay didn't have enough time. To, to muster anything or put anything together. I think that to me, and I think the fact that there was so much adversity in this game that this team bounced back from, CJ himself had good numbers at halftime, like yardage-wise, but he missed Tank Dell multiple times in the first half, like badly missed wide open Tank Dell. I counted four different times um, that CJ missed Tank Dell in the first half. Dalton Schultz fumbles on his very first catch of the game on the first series. He comes back and has a career day, 10 catches, 130 yards, and then all the injuries they suffer, and the craziest one, you alluded to it, they lose their kicker at halftime of this game, and they've got to have their backup backup running back, Dario Gumbawale, who we had on the postgame show, uh, and talk to him about it. And he was it was really interesting, John, because he, you know, he found out at halftime there was something going wrong with Kaimi. And um it was it was interesting because the Texans chose to go for two on the first couple touchdowns they scored in the second half. And then when the opportunity came to kick a field goal. They trot Dari out there to kick a field goal after not letting him kick extra points. And I said, was there any talk that went in there? He's like, no, I was just waiting for the order. And the order came to kick the field goal. He wasn't asking why. He was just excited to get a chance to go do it and a little bit nervous too. And Justin Reed was so envious because he always wanted to kick a field goal right. when he got a chance. The last time they were down with in the last two minutes and they came from behind to win, they got stuck with CJ's trial. That would have been in Indianapolis yep. last game. They score, they they hit two points, and they lose the first pick, and everybody wants to run Lovey Smith out of town, so the Texans did, and they got stuck with C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I guess they'll have to make the best of it with C.J. Stroud. It is 470 <laughs> yards passing today with five touchdowns and, and no interceptions. He He's going to be – I haven't been able to watch closely what's going on around the league today, John, but we just went through the scoreboard on the postgame show. Uh, I mean, look, this Eagles-Cowboys game is coming down to it right now. So depending on how this thing shakes out, but CJ Stroud is, I think is going to be the story. I think, you know, halftime of the Sunday night game tonight, um, you know, and all the national columns tomorrow. Um, he's been so great all year long, you know, really by quarterback standards, not just rookie standards. This was a big boy game by him today. Like his, forget about rookie. And he has no running game right now, John. That's the incredible thing. He's doing these things with the uh, the defense knowing full well that the only way that they're going to get beat is with C.J. Stroud's right arm, and he's still doing it. I'm wondering what in the world Todd Bowles was thinking. 
to watch the game plan from Carolina, in which he threw for 140 yards, couldn't throw the ball down the field, had three passes batted in the line of scrimmage. Tampa comes out with a single eye safety, just daring him to throw the ball down the field. And that's just what Bobby Slowick wanted. And they took advantage of it. And even at the end of the game, they were dropped into quarters, four deep playing zones, and they still threw four, five, was it five in a row in the winter to Tank Dell? It was just a magnificent performance. Matt Schaub had two games that were better, but both of his were in overtime. So it's most yards in regulation in team history. Yeah, incredible. 30 of 42, 470 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. Three, John, how about three pass catchers with over 100 yards receiving, and none of them are Nico Collins? Unbelievable. The other thing was he threw four touchdowns on first down, so they just about abandoned the run. I tell you, I was about to go ballistic, and I know you were too. First and goal at the four or five, and Slowick calls two runs to Singletary, and they get stuffed, and then he hits the touchdown pass. I'm thinking, what in the world? Are you thinking? Oh, John, he's running the RPO with Tank Dell on second down during the next series that, that that we're talking about here. Like it's Bobby had a good game, and and I it's very clear by based on the distribution of run and pass that he's you know he he's realizing what their bread and butter needs to be, and it's C.J. Stroud. Um, but uh, still, he does he got cute a couple times on those on those drives that got down in the shadows of the goalpost awful, there. Awful. And CJ bailed him out a couple of times uh, down there. So when you look at their rushing total, CJ had what, 10 on an RPO and then Xavier Hutchinson had 12. Tank Dell's not good at doing those end of rounds. No. Every once in a while, he'll have a good one, but most of the time Hutchinson's bigger. He can break tackles and, uh, and teams are going to be looking for that. But if you look at the running backs, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And it's it, the run blocking is just awful, but yeah. the pass protection was great. When I graded them, I just I said just forget about the run blocking. It is what it is. You can't throw five touchdown passes without getting great pass protection, and they did that one series where Tunsil had a hole, Dieter had a hole, then they had a sack, and uh, I thought then the game was over. I thought sure the game was over when they scored Baker Mayfield, took him down the field to score with 46 seconds left, knowing a field goal, even if they had Fairbairn wasn't going to win it, and Stroud make it look just so easy. And a lot of that's got to be what the Bucks were doing. They should have done better. Yeah. All right, well, let's break it down. So the Texans win 39-37. They even their record at 4-4 four and four on the season. Jacksonville's off this weekend. So the Texans sit two games back of the Jags, but right now they've got the tiebreaker with the win over Jacksonville back in week three in Jacksonville. Jacksonville comes to NRG Stadium in three weeks. Uh, Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, Jacksonville will be here to take on the Houston Texans. 